Welcome to Rivers in the Desert International, a revival ministry dedicated to bringing the living waters of God's love to a hurting and dying world. It is our desire as you listen to the following message that the Holy Spirit will fill you afresh and that you would be ignited into a fervency for Jesus. This is the day to be filled with the knowledge of His glory as the waters cover the sea. God is doing something new on planet Earth today, and you and I have the great privilege to be a part of it. We love you. Be blessed. Shalom, friends. This is Scott Holtz with Rivers and Desert. We greet you from beautiful Israel, Mega and Ra. Shalom to you this beautiful day. On today's podcast, we're going to be dealing with the secrets of a spirit-filled fitness lifestyle. And this is part one of a series I'll be doing. And this is not something in theory, something I read about. This is something that we've actually been enjoying in our lives for many years. And it was uh, really amplified since we've come to Israel and uh, one Israeli said to me even today, he says, you know, Scott, it's really interesting. I've been watching, you know, what's been happening with your life since you've been in Israel. And it's as though in one way you're preparing your body to be a tool for something. And I started laughing. I said, you're exactly right. Preparing our bodies to be weapons of war. Hallelujah. So that's the purpose of this broadcast. I'm going to share with you some secrets to a spirit-filled fitness lifestyle. Um and we really have to uh, come to grips with reality, okay? Let's not be naive. Let's not be, you know, ostriches with our head in, head in the sand. Let's really wake up to the epidemic that has hit our modern culture. Uh, let me read to you from our Spirit-Filled Fitness page, an article that we posted there, a study from John Hopkins uh, University School of Public Health, It says obesity rate continues to climb in the United States. By 2015, 75% of adults will be overweight. 41% will be obese. That's incredible. I mean, let me repeat those numbers to you. 2015, that's within five years, 75% of adults will be overweight. Now, you you do the map. 330, 340 million people living in America. How many of those are percentage of adults? 75% of those adults will be overweight. We're not talking about children right now. We're talking about adults. We're talking about leaders. We're talking about family, uh, the priest, moms, dads, business leaders, workers, uh, what makes up the tax basis, what makes up the entrepreneurial basis, which makes up um, the education, the infrastructure, the military, everything. We're talking about adults, okay? 75% of our country. And this doesn't even include, say, Europe um, or other progressing nations or South America. We're just talking about right now America. 75% of adults will be overweight. So we're talking about out of four people, one, uh, four out of four people, three out of four people will be out of overweight. And of that 75%, 41% will be obese. 41%. So we're talking about half, almost half of all of those Americans that are overweight are obese. And uh, this obesity rate is climbing at an alarming rate the past three decades. And it's a public health crisis. 
And it says here um, that the, the reports of the, the body mass index, okay? Now, it's interesting is that the fastest increasing rate of obesity and overweightness is women 20 to 34 years of age. And it also says 80% of black women aged 40 or over overweight, 50% are obese. Asians have a lower obesity prevalence compared to other ethnic groups. And then it goes on talking about different areas. The Southeast has a higher prevalence than the West Coast. And then it goes on and says 16% of children and adolescents are overweight and 34% risk at becoming overweight. So we're, we're in an incredible um, deluge of a disease that really can be cured. Obesity is, is something that can be taken care of. It's preventable, okay? And it's superseding cancer. It's superseding uh, cigarettes and heart disease, lung disease. We are talking about the number one leading problem in America, obesity. So let's talk about that, some secrets to a spirit-filled fitness lifestyle. Here we go. Obesity and preventable disease is on the rise like never before in our culture. We here at Rivers and Desert want to help you achieve victory over your lower nature and recondition your physical temple the way God intended it in his original design. Many of us know this requires hard work and a disciplined lifestyle within the context of efficient time management. However, I've seen so few do it in a way that is radically God-pleasing, spirit-centered, and does not turn into a self-absorbed, idolatrous quest of cosmetic change due to external peer pressures. Now, let me just footnote this, brothers and sisters, uh, we're not doing this just so you'll look better. Okay, that is not the main reason you want to lose weight and get in shape. It is not for cosmetic appearance, okay? That's one of the pluses. That's one of the nice things about getting fit and getting in shape uh, is the cosmetic change. But that is not the main reason I'm talking about this, okay? And if that's your main reason, then it's self-centered and it will end up uh, unsuccessful. You will not finish this race, okay? There has to be a higher goal here. And that higher goal I'm going to point towards you is to please God, okay, to become a mobile tabernacle of war, okay, not just to be healthy. We're talking about using your body as a tool. As one Israeli said to me this morning at breakfast, said, you know, Shlomo, it's very interesting. Um, we've been watching you and it's almost like uh, you're fashioning your body to be some type of tool for something. And I smiled. I said, you're exactly right. I'm fashioning my body to be a tool for war. Hallelujah. And they, with that, they smiled. Um, so that's what I'm trying to get at is that there's a higher goal here. Our goal is to please God. Our goal is to be mobile tabernacles of war because this temple does not belong to us. It belongs to him. And it's not for cosmetic change. You know, there's such ex- incredible peer pressure. You know, cosmetic changes and facelifts and augmentation and this going on and this going on plastic surgery and people, you know, having all these crazy diets to lose weight and people depressed, you know, if they don't lose a certain weight or if they gain it back and it comes back. And, you know, I, I want to give you secrets of how to take it off and keep it off. Hallelujah. To please him. Goes on and says here, I wrote, to help combat this epidemic tide of obesity and lack of self-denial in our modern culture. We've been led to share with you time-tested secrets that we have not only used in keeping off the extra pounds, 
but also how we have transitioned successfully into a strong cardio fitness base for Olympic endeavors or new tactical counterterrorism operations. It is called spirit-filled fitness. And once implemented in your life, it will become enjoyable, fun, and extremely well-pleasing to God. So this new site we've, we've set up, uh, Spirit-Filled Fitness page, we have articles in here, um, how to achieve fitness from a spirit-filled perspective. Number two, we have testimonials about fitness goals with supernatural intervention. And then, of course, we'll be providing MP3 downloads of Holy Ghost spontaneous music that will assist you in your training sessions. Glory to God. So the reason I'm doing this, I envision a whole tactical army of believers being raised up into new levels of health and a physical fitness through this new site. There is a plethora of fitness centers, books, programs, equipment, virtual websites, and highly educated trainers in our culture today. But what we do not have is tested and proven model of allowing the Holy Spirit's leadership to train, energize, and build out a fitness pattern whose end goal is using our mobile tabernacles for tactical surgical strikes within the context of the Great Commission. I am talking about achieving a level of physical fitness through the intervention of the Holy Spirit to not only achieve aerobic and cosmetic changes, but also infusion of fresh new infillings to trigger signs and wonders through this lifestyle change. Glory to God. And I have seen it firsthand. Hallelujah. So let me just... uh, conclude this introductory statements by saying, in launching this new site, uh, Spirit Filled Fitness page at flashfloods.com, it is not my goal to become your professional fitness trainer, but rather a fellow desert shepherd warrior who can share nuggets of wisdom and how you too can yield the Holy Spirit's guidance in keeping your temple, hallelujah, in top physical shape for his service. So we have fun. So have fun viewing the videos and reading the articles. We'll be posting regularly here to simulate you to stay the course and reach that place of physical fitness. God preordained by the glorious design as His mobile tabernacles of war in these last days. Hallelujah! So my job is to keep you focused on the unseen realm of the Holy Ghost, and let's go ahead and start. So I encourage you first of all, what you need to do is go to this page at flashbuzz.com. And you need to read the article, Bodily Exercise, Profit of Little. You'll find it there um, on the page under articles. And you have to really understand that because uh, there has been some false teaching, false tradition, through a misinterpretation of what Paul stated, bodily exercise profit little. Does it really profit little? What is the bodily exercise he's talking about there? And you're going to find out that Paul is not talking about uh, Olympic athletic endeavors, bodily exercise profiting little, so we don't need to do it because it doesn't profit much. Um, he's talking actually about not living a godly lifestyle, but rather the the, uh, the Gnostics and these different groups of, of Greek believers that were following a, a heresy about, you know, s- different types of uh, self-denial and different things they're doing to their bodies to, quote, quote, gain holiness or gain an afterlife. So there's some really uh, powerful teaching there. I encourage you to jump into that. Second, you need to go and start reading about the obesity rate, the John Hopkins University and recognize, wow, do I fall in that category? Am I part of the 75% of adults in America that will be overweight, or am I already overweight? And am I one of those of the 75%, am I the 41% that is obese? Okay, so 
I really want you to to open up that article and 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 to read it and take it as a warning to take evasive maneuvers now. Okay, and there's also articles there about combating weariness, give you some excitement how to combat fatigue, and uh, the testimonial how I made it to the uh, USA Olympic team. Glory to God at the prime age of not 21 years old, hallelujah, but 48 years old, hallelujah, pretty cool. And how we won a gold medal in one of the most rigorous uh, events of the Olympics. Okay, so those are just a few little articles. And then what I'm really excited about is the ability to give you spirit-filled fitness music. Uh, a lot of this music is coming from my own personal stash, hallelujah, of what I listen to uh, when I train and when I'm driving around. And I began to realize this is awesome music. This, this, you know, what's interesting is that we have, the Bible says, speak to mother in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. So psalms are those in the Bible, you know, Lord is my shepherd. Uh, hymns are songs that are scriptural, but not necessarily found word for word in the Bible, like, mighty fortress is our God. Beautiful stuff, okay? But then there are spiritual songs, which most churches worldwide never even enter into, which is the song of the Lord, the spontaneous song of the Lord, hallelujah, which uh, Habakkuk chapter 3 describes as the Shiginoth, Shiginah. It's um, actually in Hebrew, one of the roots to be crazy. Hallelujah. It's this prophetic song of the Lord that goes into the eternal glory realm that to the natural mind is crazy. Hallelujah. And that is the song of the Lord. That is the song that God wants us to enter into. So we're able to capture that song of the Lord on tape or on uh, digital MP3, hallelujah, in our services or services of friends of mine that I know. Glory to God. They're living a clean life. And we bring that to you, and you can use that for interval training. You can use that for warm-up or cool-down sessions. You can use that, hallelujah, to be concentrating on the presence of God, concentrating on your on your inner man, you know, working out or training from inside out. Hallelujah. And we'll talk more about those secrets in these podcasts. So the first thing we want to do right now is we want to do exactly what that Israeli told me this morning. Hey, Shlomo, it seems like you're... You're training yourself. Now, why would they say that to me? Well, first of all, they've seen me shed about 20 plus kilos this last year. Um, yes, I've lost about in between 40 to 50 pounds, depending on whether it be um, what scale I look to when I started to do it. And they've seen the changes. They've uh, heard of what's been happening with us. And they're staying amazed. They're just amazed and like, wow. Even today, I was at the dentist office and... Uh, the lady that was there, actually, her husband's the one that built this house, and they were shocked. They didn't even recognize me when I walked in. They said, what, are you, what happened to you in just a year? And uh, so, again, a lot of people get excited about cosmetic change, and it's all nice and wonderful. But that's not the reason I'm doing it, okay? And I really want to target people out there. Men, if, if all you're doing is lifting weights, okay, because you want to look buff, okay, if you want to look bigger, then that's not the right motivation. It's not going to keep you in the long run of what God, and it's not going to glorify God, okay? It's very self-centered, very idolatrous. Okay, if you work out, you're going to look like that, but that's not the reason we're working out. And ladies, uh, you know, I don't want your motivation. I want you right now to really fine-tune your motivation here. Uh, Sisters, I don't want you just to be working out because you need to lose weight and want to get back in your wedding dress, okay? Nothing wrong with that. 
Okay, but I want you to identify, wow, there is a lot of peer pressure out there through advertisements, through the media, through people, okay, about having to lose weight and get down to a certain dress size and or cosmetic changes, etc. cetera. Uh, you know, I'm going to tell you something. When you get healthy, God will adjust your body, recalibrate to where he wants it to be, okay? The way he made you, glory to God, the way he wants you to look like, and he'll adjust you to that, and you need to be content in that, okay? Not trying to be somebody you're not, okay? And uh, not running around and trying to do all these cosmetic changes. Let God work this out. Your body belongs to him, and if you'll honor him, of course the cosmetic changes will come. You know, that's part of the fun part about working out and having a good diet. Hallelujah. But that's not our main goal. Okay? And that's why we're in this long race here to please God. So again, we are preparing our bodies. And you've got to see when, when your heart rate is up, when the lactic acid is going through your muscles and you feel like giving up and why are you, you know, getting up early in the morning to do these workouts? You know, what, what's the purpose behind all this? Okay, again, if your purpose is just to look good, you're going to fade off. Okay, you're going to not be faithful, and this exercise equipment is going to gain dust again in your garage or attic. Okay, so again, the purpose that we are doing all of the spirit filled fitness training is number one to glorify God. Okay, why? Because Paul commands us in 1 Corinthians to glorify God in our temples, in our body. Hallelujah. Now, part of that purpose of glorifying God in our temple is to bruise. Paul says, I bruise and buffet my body. I make it my slave, lest after I preach to others, I myself be a castaway. So we don't want you to become a castaway in faith. And the way not to become a castaway, however, backslide, is to learn how to bruise your body. One translation says, uh, buffet it, bruise it, or hit it. Okay, I'm not into this self-indulgence hitting, okay, of cat of nine tails. We're not talking about it. I'm talking about if you will learn to bruise and buffet your lower nature, hallelujah, it will keep it in check. You'll be able to complete and run this race of faith and not be a castaway. It's so interesting how how all this is tied together. And also, you're preparing your body. It says in Romans 6 that our bodies, not to yield it as members of sin, and the word member there is the idea of weapon or instrument of sin, but are instruments or weapons of righteousness. So we are fashioning our bodies to be tools of war. Isn't that awesome? Glory to God. And so that's what we're focusing it on. Um we're not going to become possessed with the spirit of this age, a spirit of athletic sports that comes in, okay, a humanistic spirit that will enter into people, and all they do is eat, sleep, and drink sports, okay, and it becomes an idolatry, a competition mindset. It becomes a a, a God, a drive, and it's humanistic-based. We want nothing to do with that. Glory to God. And if you have problems with that, just lay hands on your on your forehead right now and say, come out of me in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And it will. Okay. So again, you've, this is the goal. Our goal is to please him. Our goal is to buffet our bodies that we can run this race and finish. And our goal, hallelujah, is to prepare our bodies to be a tool for his service to be a weapon for his service. Because you can get around, you can travel, and you're mobile when you're at the right body weight you need to be at. Amen? And you'll have the energy for the right diet. Glory to God. 
And I haven't even yet even talked about the secrets of the, of the Holy Ghost, what the Holy Ghost would do for you. We'll get to that in these broadcasts. So the first thing I want you guys to do is I want you to go out. Um, if you don't have a local a general doctor, a practitioner for your family, go one, go to one. And uh, you can probably find, I, I recommend going um, to one of your health clubs and or look through online and look for some sports clinics, okay? Um, I'm not talking about necessarily orthopedic surgeons and stuff like that uh, that relate to injuries. I'm talking more about uh, finding a, a sports center. I know here in Israel we have a couple of them where they have doctors, they have the, uh, chiropractors, physical therapists, massage, uh, treatment, a diet, bike fitting, you know, swim pool there. They have all in one. And this is what you want to do. First thing you want to do is you want to go to your local doctor and you want to get a stress test. Okay? And you want to get a stress test and you want to also find out, do some blood work. Get a blood work done and let's find out, you know, where your B12 levels are at, your iron levels, I mean, all that stuff. And uh, you're going in there and saying, listen, I'm going to find out what's wrong with me and... Uh, Get ready to eat some humble pie because they'll do a body mass index uh, off your waist, okay, your back and your arms. And they're going to find out, okay, they'll show you a chart. This is my age and this is my weight and this is my body fat index. And this is where we need you to be at. And, you know, just eat the humble pie and say, okay, I'm going to work at it, okay? So you got to find out where you're at and where is the goal you want to be at. Second, um, you want to do get some blood work done, and you'll use that for a dietitian. Now you're saying, Scott, how much is it going to cost me? Well, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll cost you five hundred dollars to do all this. Maybe a little less. Um, but we need to find a, a basis, okay, of where you're at. So when you start reaching these different goals after two weeks or four weeks or 12 weeks, you'll be excited. Hallelujah. But also, it's not just about you getting excited that you lost some weight or, you know, or, you know, whatever. You're going to be a witness to the trainer, to the doctor, to the assistant, okay, to the dietitian. They're going to say, wow. Man, you have so much enthusiasm, so much motivation. Look what's happening to you. What's the secret? And you're going to tell them, it's the Holy Ghost. And you'll be able to share the gospel. Hallelujah. So what's fun about this is to get out of our Christian uh, small subculture, to get out of the salt shaker and be the salt of the earth, and go out there, okay? Go out there and mingle with these unbelievers and go fishing for men. And they're going to sit there. And, you know, it's funny. There's, a, there's an old proverb that says, I'm not sure where it's from, but it says, you know, what you're doing speaks so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. And what I found exciting, especially doing dealing with Jewish people, I, I can tell them about Jesus and the gospel, and they go, oh, yeah, that's fine, whatever, that's whatever's good for you. But when they see power, when they see things happening, when they see stuff happening with their own eyes, signs and wonders, hallelujah, changes, they are shocked, like, wow, what happened? And it's a much greater opportunity for the gospel and to set the hook, hallelujah. So, Again, let's repeat that. You're going to go to find some type of sports center, maybe all in one place. It'd be great. You're going to sit down and you're going to find out um, a stress test. You're going to find out really where you're at, where you need to be at. You're going to get 
a doctor's approval to do this. You're going to go to your doctor and he is going to sit down and do an exam and say, okay, well, you know, this is what's wrong with you or this is what we found in your blood and our blood work on you. And the lab is reporting this and this and this. So at least you have a basis, what you can believe God for. Amen. Glory to God. And then you're going to sign up with the dietitian. Okay. And the dietitian is going to sit down and they're going to get you into some calorie counting. And they're going to give you a list of, okay, where you need to be at. And they're going to give you different diets. Okay. Now don't, if they totally cut off all sweets and all types of stuff from you, don't get disappointed because, hey, you can reward yourself with that stuff later. But the first set of diet is going to be strict to start getting, cutting down the fat. Okay. And bumping up uh, protein, bumping up carbohydrates so you can eat that after your workout when your body's ready to absorb it called the 30-minute window, okay? So it's really good to sit down with a dietitian and they'll tell you certain things. Find out what you're eating. What I like to do is get my iPhone and just take pictures of what I'm about to eat. And so when I go into the dietitian, instead of me trying to remember everything I ate, I just said, okay, I'll show them the pictures. Okay, this is what I ate for breakfast. This is what I ate for dinner. This is the snacks I ate. And they're able to look at that and know right away by the portion, the size of it, like, okay, great. Now we know how many calories are there. So you're going to get into calorie counting and don't, you know, get upset because I'm going to be honest with it. You're going to get to a point, you're going to be able to eat what you want and you're not going to be able to live this crazy food lifestyle, okay? And this is one of the secrets I want to drive home to you, okay? The Bible says in the last days, there's many doctrines of demons, First Timothy 4. And one of the doctrines is the spirits that forbid marriage, okay, and eating certain meats, which God blessed us. He ordained that we could eat. And so there is some weird diets. Hebrews 13 talks about don't let be carried away by strange and varied teachings of food, okay? Let your heart be strengthened by grace. And I understand, okay? And don't blow a head gasket, what I'm going to say here. You, we've got to get this diet, diet thing down. I don't want you to get off into this weird thing of, you know, I have to eat a certain seaweed or this and that or some strong multi-level vitamin situation or a strong, strong uh, vegetarian base, or you become into a situation where, you know, you're going to become almost bulimic, anorexic, whatever, when you, because you're afraid of eating certain things. Okay, let's deal with that right now. What's so cool was you start to burn the calories and start to get into this lifestyle of wanting to please God, that your body is going to quickly respond and your body is going to override your taste buds. You know, your body is going to crave a salad rather than craving potato chips. And you're going to feel that kick in inside of you. And it's pretty fun. But again, start to get the the fat level down. You're going to have to fast from certain things. And that's just this, the way around it. And a good dietitian will be able to lead you into eating fruits or other things that replace certain uh, sweet tooth you may have. Okay. Again, let's go. Let's give this foundation again because... Repetition is the mother of learning, okay? We're preparing our tool, our body as a tool or weapon of war. Second, we're going to go to the, you're going to go to the doctor and get some blood work done and et cetera. Find out where you're at physically, what you can do, what you can't do, what he recommends, okay? And you're also going to, uh, try to find some type of, uh, sports dietitian, okay? 
that can get you bridled down on how many calories you should be putting in daily, okay? And with that, which is I'm very excited, is once you get a doctor's approval, I want you to do this test. It's going to help a lot. You're going to need to go and get a lactic threshold test, stress test. They're both are combined, but what I did is I went to a sports uh, clinic and they put you on a treadmill or they put you on a, a, a spin device, you know, bicycle, stationary bicycle, and they put all the monitors on you and they start to bump up your heart rate. And uh, what they're looking for is your lactic threshold, okay? You know, lactic is funny in Hebrew, the part of the Hebrew word for lactic is chalav, which is milk, okay? It's like a milky substance that's produced. Uh, at a certain level of your body going aerobic to anaerobic, the muscles produce it. And that's where the pain comes from and the fatigue, okay? So what we want to do is we want to find out through this test where your lactic threshold is at, okay? And then we're going to train below that in a zone three type training. And every once in a while, you're going to have these different intervals that's going to bump up above that. And what we're going to be doing is training with a heart rate monitor, you don't need to go out there and buy lots of fancy tools and programs and all this stuff. I encourage you to go out there. I like the, actually, I, I prefer Sunto. Uh, some people use Polar, which is fine. Uh, Polar watches, okay? What you want to do is you want to get a good heart rate monitor used with your watch. That's really all you need. Uh, you don't need to go out there and spend a lot of money. But I like the Sunto with the heart rate monitor. Uh, the heart rate strap is pretty comfortable to wear around your chest. And just get used to wearing it when you're walking, uh, even swimming or, or on a spin or on a bicycle, okay? Because what you'll do is, we'll talk about it in the next segments later, about certain exercises to bump up your heart rate to a certain level and to hold it there. And that's where we'll be burning the fat off. Hallelujah. That's where we're going to be bumping up your aerobic level to bump that lactic threshold up to a higher rate. Glory to God. It's pretty exciting how God does this. And again, um, I want you to start thinking in your mind, I want to do this to please God, okay? And that's what's going to get you through in the long run. And that's what's going to keep you to have good time management, to make sure you get these workouts done. And let me talk about some more secrets I've learned in this. And people want to know my biography and, you know, who do I know how to talk about all this stuff? Well, um, you know, if you want to hear it, it's not a big deal. I consider it all but rubbish, but um, I was raised in a pretty much athletic family. My uh, father was a big swimmer, basketball player, and so, of course, we grew up at the YMCA as kids and uh, swimming, and, of course, I was raised in Texas, Oklahoma area, and that's where football, football, you know, and I remember as a kid, uh, 16 years of age, decided to get out of football and start playing soccer. My my next-door neighbor was a professional soccer player. He used to actually play at the Dallas Cowboys defensive back and trained, left and trained and became a professional soccer player. And I saw that the kids he was training were having more fun than all of us boys out there in full pads and having practice two-a-days in hot August sun. So I decided to have a sports change and get out of football and start playing soccer. And... uh Started enjoying running, and I believe God's hand was on it but because it, it kept me out of a, the drug culture all my friends went into. I was able to stay out of that drug culture. Why? Because I had a goal. I wanted to uh, play professional soccer. 
and uh, so made it to the uh, the All-State Oklahoma team and then tried out for the Olympic team when I was 18 years of age and then was recruited to play uh, college soccer at a nationally ranked soccer team in Missouri. And that team, the first year I was there, uh, went to number 10 in the nation. We had several All-Americans on the team. And it was during that time I got born again. Hallelujah. So God used athletics to move me away from a drug culture that was infested in my high school and also to move me into a saving faith with Jesus. Hallelujah. So after I got born again, um, I just kind of lost interest in competitive sports. And uh, I remember I was born again and we had done an exhibition game when indoor soccer had just begun in America. We were the exhibition team before the professional team played the next hour. And I remember sitting in that hockey ring that had just a layer of astroturf on the ground over the ice and we're playing indoor soccer and I saw the crowd and I just felt like we were just two steps away from becoming the Roman Coliseum games again. You know, bloodthirsty, drunken fans up there. And so I decided to get out of that type of competitive sports. Didn't see a whole lot of future in it. And uh, of course, went to Bible school, etc. So, but I noticed during that time, I met Dully and we had our five children, that even though it was ingrained in me to work out a few times a week. I never really seemed to keep the excess weight off. And actually, over the years, slowly began to take on lots of weight. And I became just another hardworking father and husband that just couldn't seem to keep the spare tire off the midsection. And uh, we did a pretty good job covering up with our T-shirts and our the way we dressed. But, you know, when you go into the doctor... Sure enough, you know, you're running 30, 40% body fat index, and it's just, it's not healthy, and it wears you down and makes you tired, fatigue. It's not a good witness, et cetera. And I never was able really to jolt myself out of that lifestyle because I'd go and, you know, try to do some cosmetic change, workouts, whatever, but go in the weight room, you know, get bulked up a little bit, but never, it never really seemed to happen. And then I watched, a Navy SEAL training video, okay? And it wasn't so much to become like a Navy SEAL, but what I was really interested in was developing a fraternal uh, camaraderie, a, a, a band of brothers, so to speak, unity among believers. I've seen so many believers have a lot of disunity and strife and divisions and splits and church splits and et cetera. And as I traveled and delete all over America, I just began to, I was concerned. I was concerned that how can we raise up a, a group of disciples? Because the Bible commands us, you know, to make disciples. He didn't say go out around the world and make converts. He said make disciples. And a disciple is a disciplined follower. And uh, so anyway, started getting excited about that, you know, the concept of spirit, uh, special forces, etc., and how it really is a great environment to raise up a special Holy Ghost unit. And you can read about the Gideon 300 that we have on our website. Uh, but what really provoked me was a couple years before we moved to Israel, I began. I was here with Dalit, we were spying out the land, and we saw a triathlon. And what impressed me at the triathlon, there were so many people, middle-aged, men and women, that were competing in this event. And I looked at Dalit and said, I would love to do one of those. And it wasn't something that I want to do it to show that I could do it, you know, and have a medal. 
or I needed to have do it as some type of therapy that I'm, I can win, and I've always been a loser all my life, and some people use that for a therapy. No, I, I wanted to do, I saw something in it, and what I noticed is that most of the people in Israel that were doing the triathlon were from special forces or very elite units, and they just didn't have athletic backgrounds, but they were using the sport to prepare them for their army service or for after the army service in the reserves. And I like that concept. And so I moved to Israel and as we began to sit here and, you know, the food is awesome. Let me tell you, the food is the best in the world. You got Jewish people from every nation. They bring their recipes here. It is amazing. Those people that visit us and the restaurants we'll take you to, you know, they're just amazed. The food is so fresh, the fruits, the vegetables, the, the, the recipes here, the restaurants, it's delicious. Some of the best food on planet Earth. I always attribute it to the anointing that's here. Glory to God. So let me tell you the secret that got me going here. Even though I came from a sports background, even though I knew I needed to lose weight, even though uh, I wanted to be, so to speak, a spiritual naval, Navy SEAL and have a unit of Holy Ghost commandos, and this would be part of our camaraderie, would be working out together, uh, there was something deeper. And the Lord began to speak to me. And what he revealed to me was that this is a lifestyle, not just a cosmetic change. This is a lifestyle. This is to run the race this is something that Paul enjoins us. You know, he, when he talks about character to Timothy, he talks about the hardworking farmer, talks about the hardworking soldier, and the hardworking Olympic athlete. So why does Paul use those three examples? Well, let's back up, and, and I'll share a little bit of these secrets as we move on. But I want to, first of all, identify how we can change. You see, brothers and sisters, we're in a situation where our culture is very sedentary. Most people sit down. They're averaging, you know, 15, 20 hours a week in front of the computer. It's not even averaging how many hours those are in front of the TV, okay? Um, a very sedentary lifestyle. We walk a few, little, very few places that we spend a lot of time walking. We're in our car, in mass transportation, here and there. And we've moved away from an agricultural-based society into a very cosmopolitan, uh, urban society. And that is one reason why we have such a rise in obesity and overweight. And you, you think about it, you know, the hardworking farmer, you're a farmer or shepherd in the times of the Bible. You have to walk a lot of places and uh, you have to really be in good shape. You think about how good shape the prophets were in, how good shape uh, uh, Jesus himself and the apostles, they walked all over the place. It's, and we get to that culture here. We bring groups from America, Canada, and Europe to Israel, and they can hardly even walk off the bus for an hour. So we have to get believers back in shape. Um, but really what, what got me was not just the idea that I need to get back in shape, was I saw it as a way not only to keep my lower nature down, but to win souls, to be a fisher of men. Hallelujah. In, in this culture in Israel, sports, military, it's a very much alpha male type society, and it's a great way to witness to people. And so I remember one day I ordered pizza for the kids, and this guy was bringing pizza to the, to the front gate. And, you know, just eating this pizza, you know, you just taste great to the taste buds, but afterwards you just blah, you just feel bloated. And I said to myself, you know, I need to do something to get out of this. 
And don't wait for a doctor's okay test to come back saying, you better get your life, your act together and start getting a specialized diet and get the weight off or you're going to die. Don't wait for a bad report. Do it now. Do what I did. I arrested myself. I even looked at the pizza delivery boy on his moped. And I said, you know what? Uh, he goes, we got talking. I says, you know anybody that does triathlons? Is there a running club or something around here? He says, wow, my brother-in-law actually is a part of a triathlon team right over here at the university. And here's his number. So I called him and they invited me out. And I happened to be the oldest guy out there. Everybody was in their young 30s or late 20s. And uh, I remember I could I didn't even know how to ride a bike. I didn't even know how to shift the gears, so to speak. I remember the first time I went riding with this team, I fell over because I didn't know how to climb up the hill and switch the gears. I didn't know how to unclip my feet out of the pedals. It was so funny. I just fell over. They all were laughing. Um, I remember running with them along the river in Alexander Park over by Natanya, you know, and Chadera, those areas that they ran. And just amazing. We'd be running and... I'm waddling along, and uh, I remember falling down the first time I was running with them. I remember going swimming with them, gasping for air, you know. And I could have decided, well, I don't need all this pain. I don't need all this pressure. So this brings us to the secret, okay? The first secret I've been sharing with you is it's not cosmetic change you're going after. That's going to happen. It's going to melt off. You're going to change. You're going to look more healthy. Okay, that's just part of the plan. But it's becoming a temple of war, a tool, a weapon for him. Hallelujah. And it's also a way to buffet your lower nature so you can run this race to win. Second secret I want to share with you, hallelujah, is evangelism. The whole purpose is like getting three birds with one stone here. The purpose of getting out of your lifestyle, getting out into the camp where the sinners are and the unbelievers, is to get out there and let your light shine. And what a great way to do it. Okay, I'm not talking about competitive sports, okay? You know, and don't blow head gaskets. I started coming against that stuff, whether it be hockey teams and soccer teams and all that stuff. Just hang on. Just hang on a minute, okay? I haven't even got to some of these other things about golf and these other things. You want me to get to it? Okay, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it right now. Um, if you, Our time belongs to God. He's given us the gift of time, 24 hours a day. And Finney says the greatest enemy of revival is innocent amusements. We have a lot of amusements in our society. And people, I know a lot of pastors that love to golf. Fine, you love to golf. And the amount of time that it takes you to drive that little buggy or to walk the course could have been much better spent burning calories and getting your heart rate up, okay, instead of playing a golf game. Now, again, don't blow head gaskets with me right now. Just hang on. You're going to have to maximize your time. And if you have time later to do that and you're using golf as an evangelism tool to meet businessmen and to witness to them, great. But if you're doing it as a therapy or entertainment, okay, it's going to drive you crazy, okay? No matter how much you keep playing golf, there's still going to be a, a, a thing inside you to conquer and subdue. Same thing with ice hockey. Same thing with baseball and basketball teams, okay? Yes, you do work up a sweat. Yes, you do uh, get a certain workout. 
okay? But it really is not the highest percentage you need to get the extra body mass uh, weight off. So again, you're going to have to start, what is priorities in my life? My time with God, my time with my family, my time with work, and whatever 12 or 15 hours extra you have in the week, uh, you're going to have to really make a decision. Uh, what am I going to do with that time? How much time am I going to be spending on the internet? How much time on watching TV? You know, people say, I don't have time to work out like you're doing it. Well, just quit watching TV. You'll have plenty of time to do it. So the secret I want to talk about here is the time of day. Don't bemoan this, but here it is. The best time to work out is early in the morning. Why? Well, number one, I'm a big person about shakar, which in Hebrew means the blackness of the dawn. To get up early in the morning when everybody's still sleeping, when it's quiet outside. Hallelujah. David says, I thirst for you. I seek after you. And it's in that place of seeking after him that God speaks. Hallelujah. In that still small voice or that impression. And your mind's half groggy. Your body's a little asleep. But your spirit man is wide awake. So great, great time to receive impulses, downloads, witnesses, communications from heaven without all the static interference of the errands of the day, of people, of your body, and especially your mind, busy, busy, busy. Okay, so really get up early in the morning, spend time with the, the Lord. It's going to be in the blackness of the dawn. And then out of that time of encouragement, glory to God, you're going to grab a, a quick little breakfast, real small, and you're going to move into either running, swimming, or biking. Now, why do those three areas? Well, that's the third secret I want to talk about. Okay, the first is motivation, the vision, be a temple of war to please God, a tool. Second is the early morning time. And third is going to be what type of exercise to do. Again, we're doing this not because it's pleasurable. We're doing it because we want to please Him. People bemoan the fact, well, the only time I have free is in the evening. Okay, fine. I mean, I'm not telling you that you have to do the morning, but you're going to find the morning much better. Your day is going to be much more fresh. Um, you're going to be full of energy, you know, getting the blood flowing. Endorphins going to be working. Hallelujah. That's that natural morphine-like substance God's put inside of us. It just makes your day great. Hallelujah. So I like the morning personally. Now, what am I going to do? in the morning. Play ping pong for exercise? Go play a round of golf? Come on. The, the, the three areas you want to concentrate on, that's why triathlon is a great sport, just to train to lose weight and discipline yourself. But if you can't do it, it's not a big deal. Swimming is the number one sport or exercise you want to master. The number two is spinning or bicycle. Number three is walking or jogging. Those three disciplines, you're going to have to master one of them. Okay, preferably two of them. If possible, all three. And it's going to kick open your cardio level into an incredible area. You're going to burn that fat off very, very quick. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not going to be your personal trainer here. There's, you can go to LA Fitness or your local fitness club or some franchise, you know, Lifetime Fitness or whatever, okay, um, to learn how to get your body mass index down to a certain level, okay, 
and you're not going to be doing so much muscle uh, bulk building, men, on the weights. You're going to start working more on your cardio system, okay? So here we go. Um, swimming. Why swimming? Well, it's the least impactive of all exercises. Glory to God. It's a great cardio workout. And it's also a secret that I enjoy, which is Holy Ghost Hydro Time. Let me explain to you. Um, you know, when you're in the pool, you don't necessarily have to look out for cars. Okay, you don't have to be so concerned about people looking at you, listening to you. <laughs> um, you don't necessarily be distracted, except there's somebody in your lane, you make sure you don't bump into them. But a pool is a great place to swim and get Holy Ghost hydrotherapy. Hallelujah. It's a great place to get alone with God and to worship Him. And my, one of my favorite endeavors is, without a doubt, is to get a instrument called the MP3 player, Finnis, F-I-N-N-I-S dot com, I believe. It's an underwater MP3 player that holds about four hours worth of Holy Ghost music. You can download into it and it fits right on the side of your swim goggles, doesn't go in your ears, but actually it vibrates off your cheekbones. So when your head's in the water, you hear stereo praise and worship. Hallelujah. And what I encourage you to do, go out, get yourself some uh, swimming fins, a pulley, a swim goggles, and this MP3 player. Take this MP3 player by Finnis, okay? Download on your computer your favorite Holy Ghost music. If you want to use some good music, we have some downloads. would be good, powerful music. I'm not talking about Holy Ghost music. I'm not talking about music that talks about God. You know, we have a lot of revival songs that talk about the rain, you know, that talk about the wind, talk about me, what God did for me. It talks about the fire. Okay, that's fine. But I'm talking about high praise. You want music that worships God, okay, not talking about God. You want music that sings to God and not talking about God. Hallelujah. And that's what's going to kick open this secret realm of power, which is the fourth area I'm going to be talking about today. Okay, is that when you're in the water and you're swimming, now you say, well, I don't know how to swim very well. Well, it's great. Go and get yourself some lessons, okay? And go, if you know how to swim, maybe you swam in school, whatever, find a master's swim club. Or go find a pool we can do laps in. And uh, it's time to, hallelujah, not just do a breaststroke, but to get really good in the freestyle. To get really good in doing the backstroke. To, to get in a place where you're able to swim, you know, several thousand meters at a session. Hallelujah. And you're going to come out of the pool feeling good, refreshed. It's a great way to burn fat. Hallelujah. But also the secret place is you're in the pool and your head, your ears are underwater, especially in the freestyle. And you got this music playing that's just going right into your spirit, man. Hallelujah. And you're going to start swimming inside out. You're going to start feeling the resurrection power of Jesus coming up out of your belly. Hallelujah. You're going to be in that zone. Hallelujah. You can be yelling underwater as you exhale, worshiping God. Hallelujah. Singing to yourself as you swim. And nobody else knows it around you. 
Nobody's inter- interfering with you. Hallelujah. All you hear is yourself breathing. You're hearing the water splashing a little bit, but you're hearing the Holy Ghost music. Blessings and honor and glory and power unto him. Hallelujah. Songs like that. And it just brings you into a great place. Hallelujah. Of worshiping God, training your spirit, man. But it also has added benefit of supernatural power connected to the endorphins, hallelujah, and as your heart rate goes up, it starts melting that fat off. Folks, I'm a living testament. I've lost over 20 kilos the last 12 months in doing this, hallelujah, and I'm very excited about it. I want to share these secrets with you. Swimming inside out. Now you say, well, I don't have time to get in the pool. Well, I understand it. you got to find a pool to do it in. The second best place to do this is spinning, you can go to the local club, join a spin class, whatever. Uh, spinning is great. It's low impact on your legs, your joints, your tendons, ligaments. But it's also a great way. You can also listen to music and worship God. Not quite as refreshing as being in the water, but definitely is a place where you can put on your those uh, pods in your ears and just begin to get blessed by the glory of God and the presence of God. Hallelujah. Uh, and you can join a club, you can join a place at spin class, hallelujah, and get to know some people and witness and share Jesus with them, hallelujah, glory to God. The third way is walking or running, which I encourage you, if you can't run because of your weight condition, you got just too much weight, you can walk, okay? And if you're one of your legs is not working properly or your knee problems, calf problems, Achilles problems, whatever, Let's get it healed. Amen? Because you're going to have to become mobile. And, you know, if you're in a situation where you're paralytic and you're in a wheelchair, but you're born that way or through a wreck or an accident or because of your up in age, let's believe God for you to be healed. Hallelujah. God wants you to run this race. Glory to God. And uh, that's a great motivation. Lord, I want to run again. I want to walk again to be healed. Now, what's cool about walking is that you can, of course, listen to music um, it's, it takes a little bit longer to get your heart rate up and burn the fat off, but it is the third best way, and uh, it's 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 a wonderful discipline to get out there and walk, pray, and talk to God, hallelujah, listen to Holy Ghost music, listen to messages, maybe you're listening to this message even now, hallelujah, out there exercising. Uh, but the whole purpose is you're doing this to build yourself up, not just to lose weight, but to build up your aerobic capacity. So if you have to run upstairs, or you have to help somebody, or you have to move somebody, or do something, that you're physically able to walk a long distance, okay? You're physically able not to get winded, okay? Moving a buddy from their apartment to another apartment, okay? You want to move into a place where you're not so much lifting weights to bulk up, men. Okay? It doesn't matter really now how much you can bench press or you can squat. What matters is how long can you walk for? How long can you run for? How long can you swim for? That's going to burn the fat. Now, there's nothing wrong with lifting weights and doing exercises and stretching. Okay? But uh, it's more for core training, the core, the muscles of the core of your body rather than just building up your limbs to look a certain way, cosmetically. Are you catching my drift today? I hope so. I know you are. And uh, we got a lot more to talk about here. That's just a little bit of an overview. And uh, again, 
buy the heart rate monitor, buy that watch, get your blood work done, get a lactate threshold test done, uh, get a stress test from the doctor, find out what's wrong, what where your target weight is, join a club. Why? So you can be a witness, you can meet people, hallelujah. Join a spin class, join a triathlon team, join a swim team. You know, just don't walk with friends and family. Start meeting other people out there. Hallelujah. And I know some believers that start running and they start getting in shape and they start doing the 5K sprints or they do a half marathon or whatever. And they get to meet a lot of people. You can say, where can I meet these? Because any uh, running shoe store is usually has a running teams or clubs or they post local events that you can get involved in. See, the purpose, why I like this type of evangelism is because the people that are doing triathlons or swimming or spin classes or people that are uh, running a marathon or want to do a 5K sprint or whatever, they're motivated. They want to achieve something. And those are the type of people you want to win. Hallelujah. You want to win people to Jesus who are already motivated, who are workers, not squatters. Amen? Glory to God. He, not people just sitting around watching TV and the internet and just drinking their soda and just getting fat and, you know, doing entertainment laden and just in their God is their belly. But you want to meet people that are motivated to do something with their life. Hallelujah. And it's in that place, glory to God, that people can get born again and get set free. Glory to God. Get delivered. A lot of people have a personality problem, you know, a character problem, low self-esteem, and they're working out to overcome that. And what a great place to reach these people. Hallelujah. Get them born again. And they're already used to hard work and sweating. They get them working for the kingdom of God. It's a great place to go fishing for men. So let me give you another little uh, secret before we move on here. I got a lot more to share in the upcoming series where we're about to approach an hour here already. Um, you can write this down. Fatigue is not biomechanical, but biochemical. So fatigue is not biomechanical, but biochemical. Meaning, um, you're going to have to start working on your diet. And that would be a great time to end here, the last three or four minutes, is your diet. You're going to Without a doubt, I drink a lot of water. Your dietitian is going to be able to help you with this. I drink a lot of water. Um, my biggest meal is usually breakfast after I work out. That way I'm able to, my body's ready to receive all the vitamins and proteins it needs as I mix uh, protein with carbohydrates together. And during the day, I'm eating fruit and granola bars and, you know, low fat yogurt. And at night, depending on what I'm doing the next day, usually, uh, some carbs with protein, chicken breast is is great, fish, etc. But that's not really the purpose. You know what, what's happening here is you're going to start finding that you're that as you provide your body with the natural food it needs, you're going to have the strength that you didn't have before, and then you combine that with the move of the Holy Spirit within you. Hallelujah! As you bridle your body. It becomes subservient. It becomes quiet. Then your spirit man starts to elevate. And look at much more power. So you got the natural endorphins and the spiritual endorphins kicking in. Hallelujah. Creativity, signs and wonders, evangelism. You become a beacon of light in a dark hour. Hallelujah. You have lots of physical energy. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And you're in a mode of pleasing God. You're not in a mode of being slothful and lazy. Okay, because a lot of laziness, a lot of people want to do things, but they procrastinate and they're tired all the time because they don't have the right diet. Okay, and if it's not biomechanical, it's 
biochemical most fatigue. And you're going to come into a place where you're able to pray for long hours, worship for a long time. Hallelujah. You think about these seeker-sensitive services where we have, you know, 20 minutes of worship, 15 minutes of worship, and we have everything within an hour. Why? is people, it's not that they're impatient. People just can't physically handle it. Okay? You know, oh, I'm dyslexic. You know, I have attention, you know, dis, uh, uh, disorder. I have this. Wait, 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 wait. Could it be you have a diet disorder? That's based on a physical disorder, okay? And we get your diet right, okay? And we get you in shape that you have no problem worshiping God for an hour. Hallelujah. Wow. After an hour of worship, glory to God, let's go sit and listen for an hour or two of preaching. Hallelujah. So you hear what I'm saying? We need to move into a place where we attack our comfort zone. And I think a great way to attack your comfort zone is through spirit-filled exercise. Again, for those who probably are wondering, it's called the Finnis MP3 player, F-I-N-N-I-S. Just put on MP3 player uh, underwater music or something on Google. I'm sure you'll be able to find it. And you can, uh, last I know, U.S. dollars was around $99. You can download Holy Ghost music and listen to it while you swim. Uh, but you can't listen to it when you're walking or in the car or on your bike, Okay. And uh, it's a great way just to get into the water and start burning that fat off. There's a plethora of websites and fitness teachers and all kinds of good stuff out there that you can learn. But I want to give you the spirit-filled secrets. Now, this is just introduction. You're saying, well, Scott, there's not many secrets you shared. Well, there's a few little things here I just shared with you. We have some more podcasts coming out. But again, let's reiterate, okay? You're going to change your thinking, and this is the biggest change, that you're working out not just to look good, to get in your wedding dress, okay, or to look buffed, men. You're, you're, you're changing your whole lifestyle of diet and exercising, of broadening your body so you can please God, but He owns your body. It's not your own, okay? And you're making yourself a weapon, a tool of war. Glory to God. Next thing you're going to do is you're going to go out and get a doctor's examination, stress test, find out where you're at, your body max index, where you need to be at, the goal. And one thing I didn't add in here, I'll do it now, you need to be able to uh, sink your mind for a 12-month plan, uh, plan. I ain't talking about four weeks. I ain't talking about people here fainting and giving up after 12 weeks. I'm not talking about I'm talking about 12 months. I'm talking about a long, slow, steady pursuit. Okay, it's not a 100-yard dash, it's a marathon. And after 12 months of doing this, you're going to be so pleased that you bridled your body and had efficient time management to do this. Glory to God. All those projects you wanted to do will do. All those healings that you've been believing God for will suddenly spring forth in your body. All those exciting adventures in the Holy Ghost Glory to God will be yours. Glory to God because you've been faithful to learn how to subdue yourself and run the race to win. Also, as we conclude here, I just want to encourage all of our listeners that we appreciate your support. You know, these uh, podcasts come out through uh, the channel of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. God gives us fresh manna. And the Bible says if we're able to impart spiritual things to you, 1 Corinthians 9.1.1, is it too much for us to receive back from you material things? 
Now, what we're doing is the donations that come into our ministry, Rivers in the Desert, and these spiritual secrets we're implanting into you, we're taking those funds, of course, for the overhead expenses here monthly, uh, but also what's exciting is the pioneering work and the projects we have here with the special forces, the projects that we're doing to go fishing for men, and also to build out a discipleship training base. Glory to God. You can read about that on our website. We're currently raising the finances for that, so be generous. And for those of you who love Israel and looking for a place to sow your hard seed, uh, hard-earned seed into, this is a, I just open up the soil of our hearts to you and say, hey, listen, we're great, we're fertile, we preach Jesus, we're not ashamed, we're moving in the Holy Ghost here, we got the scum of the earth mentality, we're nothing, he's everything, we're hanging out with different special units, we're creating our own special unit, we're doing counterterrorism, there's all kinds of exciting stuff Dalit's involved in, and uh, we're here, we're here, and what a great ground floor opportunity for you to sow into to bless Israel, glory to God, we're around these unbelievers all the time we're witnessing. It's just amazing uh, the fish that have been caught through these lures that God's been telling us to fashion for them. And these special units continue to contact us. Uh, uh, from charity works we do on the side is we build out uh, uh, gyms or exercise rooms for the different special forces for their small little bases. Because um, a lot of money is being spent toward the Navy or Air Force now because of the ballistic missile threat. So a lot of the ground troops don't have as much money as they used to. And we're coming in to bless them. Hallelujah. And we've got friends for life. It's like taking a, the thorn out of the paw of the lion. The lion becomes your best friend the rest of your life. That's what's happening. We bless these mighty men of God, these <laughs> these David's mighty men with faces like lion, the Bible says. I, I know some of them. And they're, they're friends. They're loyal. They're there are security entourage. There are close, close people. Some are getting born again, and we're discipling. Others are listening and pondering, but it, we've never been rejected uh, in, in any hostile way. Only the religious people reject what we're doing. And uh, there was a Messianic leader that was over our house and said to me, you know, Shlomo, it's amazing. So many of the congregations are just in their own little microcosm, their own little world, but you're in doing something that nobody's doing in Israel. I said, well, praise God. I mean, I wish more people would be doing it, but we're not going to slow down. We're going to keep rushing forward. And so your donations, glory to God, whether it be $10 or $100,000 or a million, hallelujah, is being funneled this direction, and we're excited about it. The harvest is great here. It's been a real pleasure to be able to share this with you. I'm excited about these secrets I've learned. Uh, again, this is just introduction, okay? So go get your blood test. Go get a doctor. Uh, approval uh, and uh, meet with a dietitian and start getting uh, the game plan set. Hallelujah. Uh, where are you going to be the next 12 months? And I'll do my part to help share with you spiritual things that make your endurance workouts, your calorie burning times, really supernaturally inspired, supernaturally empowered. Hallelujah and supernaturally fishing opportunities. Glory to God. We'll talk again soon. This is Shlomo Scott Holtz with Rivers in the Desert. Shalom, shalom.
I want to thank you for being a part of Rivers in the Desert International, listening to our message today to you. Perhaps you have a friend, perhaps yourself are sitting there and wondering, where would I go if I died today? We'd like to give you a great privilege of praying with us and leading you to a knowledge of Jesus the Messiah. The Bible says if any man or woman would call upon the name of Jesus, they would be saved. The Greek word for saved is healed, delivered. It's a wonderful promise. You're there now in your automobile, perhaps at home listening. Go ahead and pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus to forgive me of my sins. The Bible says, if anybody would call upon your name, they would be saved. I'm calling today, Lord. Save me. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Take all of my sins and cast them into the sea of forgetfulness. Father, I'm coming running home to you now. In your name I pray. Amen. If you'd like to contact us in our ministry, you may do so by writing us at Rivers in the Desert, P.O. Box 2788 in Alpharetta, Georgia, 30023 in the United States of America. Our ministry phone number is 770-777-0143. Of course, you can reach us anytime, 24-7, at our website contact page at www.flashfloods.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. We are here to help equip you to be tactical warriors in this hour, to wake up this church, to win and disciple lost souls, and to take out terrorism of all forms. God bless you. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Shalom, shalom. Shalom.